Amen. So good to see you all tonight. It's a good night. It's a good night to worship the Lord and and be together as a community. And I was just sensing today as I was preparing for tonight, you know, one one main thing, and I'm going to talk about this later, but I just felt like the Lord was going to really stir up hunger. You know, I'm not hungry enough. I, I know that. I can admit that. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm hungry, but evidently I'm not hungry enough because, you know, and I'm talking about the oil of the spirit, the anointing tonight. And, um, you know, and, and, and Steve did such an awesome job on those nights teaching about born of the spirit, being born of the spirit, you know, but talking about the anointing and the oil of the spirit and, and, um, how, how we can increase in that and how we can grow in that. We have an anointing, we have the Holy Spirit, but I believe there's specific things that we're responsible for in fostering that, you know, in, 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 um, fostering our spirit, encouraging our spirit, nurturing our spirit so that, that we make more room and make more space for Holy Spirit and his anointing in our life so that more of him can flow through us. So more of him can work through us in power. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. So, Lord, we just ask you to just, yeah, clear out our lands so that we have more room for you, Father. So, like I said, I'm going to be speaking on the oil of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do two parts tonight and then in two weeks. I believe I'm doing it again. Is that right? Yeah. So, tonight I specifically felt like he wanted me to focus on the aspect of the oil of the Spirit as the anointing. Okay? This is probably... um, one of the most used terms in the charismatic circles in regard to Holy Spirit. We seek the anointing. We talk about anointed messages. We anoint each other with oil. We share anointed music and want to know where the ministries are that are the most anointed. I mean, the anointing is awesome, but we have the anointing, you know. And I mean, that's, there's really nothing wrong with all of that. And we desire that because we want to be around where the presence of God is really being, you know, being released and the annoying is there. But that just stirs me up because it's like, wait a minute, I don't want to have to go anywhere or go to someone else to experience the anointing or the presence of the Holy Spirit. What is lacking in me? That's what I need to be focusing on. You know? Just a quick story, you know, years ago, I don't know how many of you ever heard of the Brownsville revival years ago, you know, awesome stories. It was awesome what God did. I mean, it was a real revival of repentance and people's lives. So many people got saved and, you know, I went there, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get all this anointing and I'm going to get an impartation and all this stuff, you know? And I mean, I drove how many hours is it over there? It was like seven, eight hours. I don't know. It was the worst trip I ever had in my life. I remember. 
my kids were little, you know, my son was rolling around in, in the car, you know, I'm like, okay, well, when he gets there, he's awake now. When he gets there, maybe he'll sleep. Not, he did not sleep. So we, I went, you know, I went all that ways, you know, just like, I want to be in this anointing. I want to be, you know, where all this stuff is happening and, um, anticipating all of this stuff, you know, waited in the line from seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night and, and all of that. And it was like, that was an ordeal, you know, but I'm like, oh yeah, I I can do this. I can do this because I'm going to experience, you know, nothing, nothing happened (laughs) to me. I was angry. I remember I went and sat in the van and I'm like crying to God. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I drove all this way so I could experience this wonderful happening, you know, in my life, you know, and I'm just sitting there moaning and groaning to the Lord, you know, and then I get quiet and I'm just sitting there. He says, I didn't tell you to come. You know, so he was, I was in that time of my life when he was trying to teach me about this. You know, you don't have to chase an anointing. You don't have to go somewhere. I mean, there, I believe in things of, of receiving impartations. I do believe in that. But I believe it can be a Holy Spirit set up. It shouldn't be something I'm always chasing. I should be chasing after him and my relationship with him. Anyways, um, so what does it mean to be anointed? What is the anointing? Why does God use oil as a symbol of the Holy Spirit? Just as water is understood in the term baptism, oil is understood in the term anointing. So as born-again believers, we need to understand how important the anointing is of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And when we talk about being anointed with Holy Spirit, we are saying that the Holy Spirit has qualities that he pours in us like oil to anoint us. And the word anoint means to rub, smear, paint, or douse with oil. I want to be doused. I don't know about you. I want to be drenched. (laughs) I love the oil of the presence of God. It's so wonderful. Um, yeah. So Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So Jesus was anointed. Jesus was drenched with the Holy Spirit. He was not only drenched. He just had the whole fullness flowing over constantly, which is what we want. Jesus of Nazareth was his name. Christ or Messiah was his title. In John 1, 41, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. Messiah and Christ both mean the same thing, anointed. Jesus was the anointed one. In Luke 4, 18 through 19, of course, we know the story of how Jesus, when he was baptized in the Jordan, he went to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, you know, I baptize with water, but there's one that's coming that's going to baptize with fire. So, but Jesus came because of, of, you know, of righteousness sake and was baptized by John. And you remember when he was baptized and came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. I believe he was also baptized in the spirit then too. So he's baptized in water, but he was baptized by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so then what did the Holy Spirit do? But he drove him into the desert. Yay. 
<laughs> that was wonderful. You know, sometimes that happens. Holy Spirit drives us places that we're like, I don't know why I'm here. But Jesus knew why I was there. He confronted the enemy. But after that, you know, and he was victorious and, you know, using the word of God, the scripture. You, you realize that? That's how Jesus really dealt with the devil was he quoted the scripture to him. So that's how important the scripture is for us when, it, when we're, you know, coming up against the enemy. Anyway, so, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So then he comes back, and he comes into town, and, you know, he's beginning his ministry. He has the Holy Spirit. And so he goes into the temple, and he begins to read Isaiah 61 in Luke 4, 18 through 19. says, Jesus, and he was reading of himself, we all know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me, the Holy Spirit has been poured on me, To preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus relied on the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do do ministry. So that's how important the anointing is. We want to be like Jesus. We We have the anointed one living inside of us. We have the spirit of the, of the anointed one living inside of us. So we just have to learn how to access that. You know what I'm talking about? Like just what we did when we started connecting spirit to spirit, doing what we need to do to connect with Holy spirit. And we'll talk about some ways that that we can do that later. So then I just, you know, kind of did a little journey on um, how many scriptures are in, in the Bible on oil through Genesis and from Genesis through Revelation. This is really awesome. The word oil is used 202 times in 187 verses. That's a lot of oil. <laughs> I mean, I'm reading through that, and I'm not going to go through all the scriptures, but, I mean, it starts in Genesis. Okay, the first, the first time the oil is mentioned in Genesis, this is so cool, is when Jacob, you know, was wrestling with the angel, and then he had that encounter, and it was a ladder into heaven, and then he made a memorial, and he poured oil on it. He anointed that memorial, consecrated to the Lord. And I'm like, that. I love that. I didn't realize that was the first time oil was mentioned. <clears throat> so everything, but, but to go along with that, they had the understanding that you would anoint with oil. And the purpose of it was to consecrate and set apart, to be holy as unto the Lord. Okay, so that anointing that we have, that's what that does in us also. That's huge on a big part of what, what that anointing is for us. All the priests had to be, everything, okay, everything in the tabernacle had to be anointed with oil. Every little piece, every, every piece of furniture. I went through. I said, okay, do this, do this, do this. Then anoint it with oil. Every, I mean, the oil, which represented Holy Spirit, was so significant in the tabernacle, the place of worship and how they worshiped the Lord. The priests had to be anointed with oil. 
The tabernacle was anointed with oil for the ministry of worship to the Lord. God said, I want prophets. I'm going to have prophets. Anoint them for ministry. God raised up kings. Anoint them for ministry. God raised up the priests. Anoint them for ministry. The oil was used for the anointing. Holy Spirit was being represented for every office. Prophet, priest, king. Holy Spirit was was just, you know, he was so involved in everything. Like I said, all was done for the consecrating of the ministry to the Lord to be set apart as holy. The anointing, the oil of the Holy Spirit marks you as belonging to the Lord. You are special. The anointing has sealed you as belonging to the Lord. It empowers you in your life and ministry to him. It sets you apart as holy. It gives you authority and power. In 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22, it says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So, you know, immediately when I ever hear that scripture, I go immediately to Song of Solomon. I don't know if y'all will connect it like this, but Song of Solomon 8, 6. I felt like this is such a foreshadowing of, Holy, of the Holy Spirit reality, of that seal on our hearts. <clears throat> I set you as a seal upon my heart, as a seal upon my arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as demanding as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire. A most vehement flame, many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. Being anointed with the oil of this love, this anointing, it's an anointing of love. It all flows from the love. It all flows from the love of the Father. Holy Spirit was a gift to us. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's equal to the Father and Jesus, but they sent him for us. And all of that is wrapped around in in love. So I just see that speaks volumes to me about the anointing. And when we have more of the anointing, we're going to have more love. You know, when we have more love, we're going to have more anointing. (laughs) I mean, I think it works both ways because the more of the love, that oil of love that's poured in our heart, the more anointing we're going to be to love others. Romans 5, 1 through 5 speaks of this as well. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. A lot of people don't like this scripture. They don't like to hear about tribulation. You know, that's a part of life. I'm just saying. (laughs) But this is encouraging because it says we can glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. I think I need a lot of perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So I know personally, when I've had tribulation and I've had suffering, that's when the the Holy Spirit has come. 
and poured in the love of the Father. And and Holy Spirit has comforted me like no one else could. You know, I remember times just like thinking I couldn't function because of what I was going through. But I would just take that time and say, Holy Spirit. And just, I mean, I wouldn't even be able to speak sometimes. And just say, Holy Spirit. I don't even think I spoke it out of my mouth. Just my thinking. Holy Spirit, please come comfort me. I need to feel the love of my Father right now. And he would come. And that, that oil would begin to, you know, just run on my heart and warm my heart, you know, my aching heart. And then the next thing I know, I would be laughing. He would give me the joy in the middle of my sorrow. I literally lived that. Where he, you know, we used to sing that song, Trading My Sorrows, a lot. I don't know how many of you, anyway. But um, I used to sing that a lot. But, you know, uh, Isaiah 61, where it says, well, on further down, where it says he gives us um, joy, the oil of gladness for mourning. That is some good stuff. I'm telling you, that is really good (laughs) when that happens. How many of you have ever experienced that? Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. There is nothing like that. There's nothing in this world. You know, we have such a temptation to when we're going through trials and tribulations to run to, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to drink some wine. Or I think I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. I'm not saying, you know, I know people struggle with that. I'm going to go do some drugs. I'm going to go get drunk. That's going to take care of my pain. No, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. I know. I used to be a drug addict years ago. You know, it didn't help. But this is something that is so much higher. It's so much higher. And if if we can learn that, that those other things won't really comfort us, that that it's only Holy Spirit and that anointing and that love, that oil, you know, that, that when we encounter that, you know, I just, I just, my heart tonight for each one of you is that you, you have personal knowledge of that. You have personal encounter with that. Because I'm going to tell you, when that started happening to me, my life as a believer radically changed. You know, I could share testimony after testimony of, of, you know, what the Lord broke off of me and, and things that I went through after that. And we have to have that. I believe we have to have that in this life, and especially what we're coming into. The things we're coming into in the end times, we're going to have to have this. We're going to have to have this deep oil anointing of love that we can access because we can access it anytime. You can access it right now, any second, no matter what you're going through. I share with the kids, you know, I teach them how to get in the presence of God and how to connect with Holy Spirit. And I'm like, if you're riding on the school bus and somebody's being mean to you, you can get in God's presence right there. Holy Spirit can comfort you. You know, if if they can learn that as young as, as children and as teenagers, they're going to be okay. You know, that's my heart. That's one of my really, I mean, so I feel such a, um, urgency for that. Anyways, so, and then what happens is this anointing of the oil of love the, flows in us 
And then it flows through us. And it demonstrates his power and his love. And that's how we really, you know, that's, we're called to be set apart, consecrated to minister. But if we're doing it out of obligation and we're doing it out of just like works or religious duty, it's not going to have the same impact as if we're doing it with the anointing and with the love. Okay, and then also um, the same Holy Spirit anointing Jesus had. We talk about this. It's in you, but abides in you and teaches you. And I just so love how when, you know, the disciples spent all that time with Jesus and they so loved him and he taught them and, you know, and then he died on the cross and he resurrected, you know, and then he was going to heaven. But then how he was sharing with them, you know, I'm leaving, but it's so much better for you. The Holy Spirit is coming. I'm sending you Holy Spirit. He's going to live with you. He's going to abide in you. He's never going to leave you. It's going to be so much better. And I always think, wonder what the disciples thought of that. You know, I bet they were like really struggling with that. What are you talking about? How can that be better? I, you know, um, and he said, you know, he said he would be your counselor, your comforter, that he would lead you into all truth. He is the one that breathes revelation into our spirit when we read the word of God. How much different is it when Holy Spirit illuminates the word of God to our hearts? I mean, coupled, you know, Holy Spirit with the word of God. That's just such a powerful, powerful thing when Holy Spirit. I mean, you just take one little portion of a scripture and you say, Holy Spirit, would you give me revelation of that? And he just opens up a whole world to you of three little words, you know, (laughs) I remember one time I was meditating. What was I meditating on? The Lord is my shepherd. I got stuck on the Lord. I think I wrote three pages just about the Lord. As I was meditating, the Holy Spirit would just give me revelation. This is who you are, my Lord, my God, the one, the creator of heaven. You are my Lord. And just personalizing it, you know. And um, that was through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was revealing that to me. So listen, I wanted to look at... um, Luke four eighteen through 19 again. Just a little bit more in detail. The spirit of the Lord. Now, as I read this, I'm declaring this over you. Okay? And I want, I want your spirit to receive the... I'm just asking Holy Spirit to really give you the revelation of this. Of what, what this next few minutes as we go over this. And I'm going to declare it over you. Okay? The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Because he has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent you to proclaim liberty to the captives. He has sent you to recover those that are blind and give them sight. He has sent you to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The anointing was given to you to preach the gospel to the poor. You have everything you need to preach. You don't have to wait until, you know, you feel like you're equipped. You can go. You have the anointing. You have the anointing that is given to heal. That oil, that healing oil is in you. So you have to do and you have to pray and you have to ask Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, I need to stay in that place with you with communion So that oil will flow through me. I have that. I have it in me. Help me to learn how to tap into that. 
You know, I, I'm work. I'm doing that too. I'm like, Lord, I want to have a powerful anointing on my life. I want to have the full, I want to be, you know, flowing in that power and authority that, you know, you just walk into the room and demons just fly out of people. I mean, that would be awesome. I think that could happen. <laughs> I mean, really, I want to have that power and authority and in, in the anointing that's on my life to, you know, when, when I just lay hands on somebody, immediately they're healed. We, I long for that. I long for that. We're pressing into that. You know, I, I, I loved to share the gospel with people. I love to be able to walk up to somebody under the, the unction of the Holy Ghost and say, hey. And give them a word, you know, from the Lord. And it just be like, you know, just powerful. Not even out of my mind. You know, we have to get out of our mind. You know, we have to change our mind and get it totally out of it because it's a spirit thing. That's the thing that causes us not to be able to, to flow in our anointing is our mind and our soul. We try to figure it all out. Oh. You know, think about it too much. But we need to learn how to walk in the spirit. <laughs> I can't look at my daughter right now. <laughs> it's okay. So he has given you this anointing to proclaim freedom to the captives. How exciting is it to walk in that anointing and see literal someone that is, is bound See God just set them free. And their life totally turn around. I've seen that. I've seen that sometimes. But, you know, I want to see it more in my life. I believe, you know, I, I was created to do that. We were created to do that. We weren't created to just sit around and twiddle our thumbs and say, oh, this is a nice day. You know, maybe tomorrow I'll go out and talk to somebody. You know, we're not. We're not. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to be intentional. You know, I, I am trying to be more intentional. I'm doing better. I'm working on it. I had a cool thing happen to me when I went to the doctor's office. I'll share that just, you know, cause I'm like, Lord, I'm going to be more intentional and just be more aware because you know, he spoke to me and he really convicted my heart. And he said, you know what? You worry too much about tomorrow and you miss these quality moments in this day that I have for you. That's so convicted me in a good way. But that's what he said to me. He says, you're so concentrating on, okay, how is this going to happen? And, you know, preparing for stuff in the future that I'm missing really quality, valuable, valuable moments that the Lord has for me. So I went to the, you were with me. We went to the doctor and we're waiting out in this room and there was this woman there and she had two little children. She had a baby. She was nursing still and a, and a son. And the Lord said, you need to start talking to her. So we started talking to her, you know. And she looked a little overwhelmed, you know, to be honest with the kids, you know. And so, you know, I just started talking to her. And I just said, hey, you know. And I said, you're, you look like you're doing a really good job being a mom. I know it's hard having, a, you know, really young kid. Just talk to her. And I said, can we pray for you? And she was like, yeah. And then so her little boy kind of looked at me and he's like, she's like, it's okay. They're going to pray for us like Mrs. and so-and-so does or something, I think, at their church. And so I just prayed for her and the Lord gave me a, a prophetic word for her of, you know, just encourage her as a mom and, and all of this stuff. I don't even remember everything I said, but she was weeping in the waiting room. 
she was weeping and she was like, thank you so much. So, you know, that's just the anointing of God and just really learning how to flow in it like a river. I desire that. I, I, I believe all of you do, you know, um, th- this oil, this anointing is for a purpose. It's not to be wasted. You know, it's not to be wasted. That's one thing he speaks to me. He said, I've given you this anointing for a purpose. Not to take it for granted and not to waste it. Um, Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria to the uttermost port of the earth. You shall receive power. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So according to the scriptures, a purpose, there's twofold purpose for the anointing, to be a witness to the saving power and goodness of Christ and to overcome the world. So that's why that precious anointing that the father and son so loved us. You know, I think about this. I think it was so awesome. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. That was awesome. That saved me. But then how awesome is it that he sent Holy Spirit to help us to live for him? Just think about how hard it would be without him. You know, I mean, I don't I don't think I could do it. I know I couldn't do it. (laughs) So um, let me see what time it is. Okay. Power to witness, the disciples received specific instructions from the Lord Jesus himself that they were to wait in Jerusalem until they had been endued with power from on high. We have been endued with power from on high. They were told not to go anywhere or do anything until they received his power and the Holy Ghost. Now, they're talking about when um, they're waiting in, in, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then they began speaking in tongues. Does everybody know what that is? Raise your hand if you do. Everybody familiar with that? Okay. Uh, Also, the anointing that abides in us is there to help us to overcome things that come against us and the plan of God for our life. Sickness, poverty, lack, weakness, doubt, anxiety, stress, confusion, depression, oppression. All of which are, according to Acts 10.38, tools of the the devil. And the level to which we receive and lean on the anointing is the level of power we have to exercise when endeavoring to overcome these things when they come against us. The level to which we receive and lean on the anointing is the level of the power we have to exercise when endeavoring to overcome these things when they come against us. We should be leaning on the anointing We should be leaning on the Holy Spirit. We should be leaning on the power of God that is within us. And that will help us. That will will depend on the power we have. I mean, we can all be honest. There have been times we have not done that. And there have been times when we have. And there's a major difference, right? There is. And we have to, you know, we have to keep... You know, David was, you know, encouraged the Lord. You know, you have to sometimes stir yourself up. You have to really, you know, you have to stay in that place with the Lord. You know, you have to really press into that and lean into that. 
So that is why it's so important for us not only to be sealed with the Holy Spirit, but be baptized by him, as we talked about, and filled with him continually. Ephesians 5, 17 through 18 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is the Lord's will. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And when I was like, when I've studied that scripture a little bit more in the original Greek, it literally means be being continually filled with the Spirit. You're not just filled once because we leak. <laughs> we do because you know we give out as the Holy Spirit pours in. You know, the oil and the anointing, and then we release it. We're in ministry or we're we're doing, we're working for the Lord, and we release it. But he made it so that we have to get fresh oil. We have to get fresh oil. And he gave me such a beautiful picture of that when it comes, like, to a vehicle. You know, vehicles, like a lot of time people say, represent ministry. So you have a car. And, you know, sometimes it needs an oil change. It doesn't run as well if you don't ever change the oil. If you don't ever put fresh oil in it, it gets nasty. The parts don't work right. Okay, same thing happens to us. I know when I don't have very much oil, I'm pretty rusty. I get pretty crusty. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, I need to get some more oil. You know, but think about this too. You know, like if your car runs out of oil, it may run for a little while, but then it's going to die. The engine is just going to blow up. I felt like that before. (laughs) Where, you know, I just got to a place where I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't get enough oil. I just burn out. You know, and that's what happens with people a lot of times if you don't stay lubricated with the Holy Spirit and in the anointing and with the oil. You're going to get burnt out. Your engine is going to blow up. You're not going to be able to go anywhere. Your car is going to park in the driveway. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, I wish I would have put oil in my car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a good picture, I think. Anyway. <laughs> you don't want to be parked. You don't want to be like, you know, sitting there and like, I can't move. You know, it's just really important that we stay, we stay, you know, filled up. Um, so how do we do that? How do we be filled and refilled? Find whatever activities help you to engage with Holy Spirit, to be able to present your spirit to be filled. It's just simple like that. You know, what activities, spiritual activities, do you know in your life that help you engage with Holy Spirit and, and you're filled? Okay, I put, I put the first one, hunger. Holy Spirit really highlighted this one. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Okay. We need more hunger. We need more hunger. Because I believe the more hungry we are, the more filled we'll be. Because you know when you're hungry, 
I mean, I've gone through periods where I'm like so hungry for the Lord. I'm hungry for the Lord now, but I'm just like, you know, I just, that desperation, God, I just need more of you. And I mean, I could share testimonies and testimonies of people that have just gotten to that place where they were so hungry. Okay. Rodney Howard, Howard Brown is one of those that I know his testimony. He became so hungry for God. He was like crying out to the Lord, you know, and fasting and praying and whoosh. Well, look what resulted from that. God moved through him in a powerful way. And I'm not saying it was a little thing he did. You could read his testimony somewhere. I mean, he spent time just really, you know, hungry after God. And that word righteousness there, in in the Vines Dictionary, I love this definition. It says, whatever conforms to the revealed will of God. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after whatever conforms to the revealed will of God. And whatever has been appointed by God to be acknowledged and obeyed by men. So if you are hungering and thirsting after what conforms to the will of God in your life, I believe the Father wants you to be so full and to walk in that anointing that he's given us, that power and authority. Some of the other things that I listed here is, you know, every day I give my heart afresh to Jesus and ask him to fill me with fresh oil from his spirit. You know, just coming before Holy Spirit, you know, spending time with him specifically. Spending time in the word is crucial. It's one of the ways Holy Spirit fills us. While we're doing that, asking Holy Spirit to teach us, give us revelation. Meeting him in that place. Worship. Alone and corporately, Ephesians five nineteen through twenty, as it went on, says so speaking to one another, because it goes on um, after um, it says, "Be filled with the Spirit." Verse twenty one, or um, yeah, twenty one. My eyes jumped down. Okay, it says speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God. The Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how this hits me is, you know, we should always be worshiping, giving thanks. That's one way we really stay in the presence of God. I know when I'm going through a hard time, one of the one of the first things I do is I just start giving the Lord thanks. I give thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that immediately changes my atmosphere. And that helps me because it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So immediately, at least I'm getting through the gate, you know, when I start that. But just the um, where it says... Speaking to one another. And we do that here. This is what we're doing here. That unity that comes on these sets or when we're corporate. You know, um, singing songs and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody. But also, um, like we've had that Foundations of Honor class. The culture of honor, the culture of heaven. Unity. Honoring one another. I believe that's when, when, when that happens. Holy Spirit shows up and he starts filling us and he meets us. And then it goes on to say, and because it, it also speaks of submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. To me, that's unity. That's honor. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. But then it reminded me of Psalm 133, 1 through 3. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil anointing. Upon the head, running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, 
descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So that's so beautiful, the unity. You know, Steve has shared about, um, he's been at Bethel, you know, in California, and how they really function in that culture of honor. And, you know, I was like asking the Lord one day, I said, Lord, what is it about that place? You know, is it the worship? What's going on? And that's what he told me. He said, no, it's the way they love each other. It's because of how they honor each other that my commanded blessing is there. And I, I love to be there with them. I was like, that's so powerful. Lord, we want that here. Let us come into that here. So spending time in his presence is another way. Um, Definitely. Resting or soaking in his presence. Soaking, we call it soaking around here. I don't know if you know what that means, but it's just basically sitting before the Lord, not moving with no agenda, but just to connect spirit to spirit with him. Enjoying him while he's enjoying you. Just resting in his presence. That's one of the ways that I really have experienced the Lord pouring in that oil and that love. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to work anything up. I can tell you, I used to be one of those that would, you know, rah, 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 worship. You know? (laughs) I was. I was like, okay, you haven't shouted enough. You know, I mean, really, I was, I, I, I've always been very vocal with my praise and I love to praise, but I'm just saying when I came into the secret of soaking and just getting drenched in the Holy spirit, whew, I love that anyway. And the next time I teach, I'm going to talk about the oil of the intimacy of Holy spirit. And I'll talk a little bit more about soaking and how, how you can do that and, you know, um, what happens and why we do it. Also praying in the spirit and tongues in your heavenly prayer language. That's another way to be filled. Um, and Jude, it says, uh, beloved, build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. I know that when I pray in the spirit, when I pray in tongues, faith basically is hearing God and obeying him, right? It's a walk of faith, hearing God and obeying. I believe, you know, by that building that muscle of praying in tongues, I'm able to hear the Lord better. I'm able to hear Holy Spirit because of doing that. And then um, if you've not received the gift of tongues, which is the evidence of being baptized in the Spirit, and would like someone to pray for you for that, we would love to do that. We could do that, you know, aside somewhere. Um, Leaders here and, and intercessors, raise your hands. Is there anybody here that would like prayer for that? Nobody wants to raise their hand. It's okay. But if you decide you want to, I'm, I'm, I'm on the next set. But there's other people if you, if you desire that. It's a, it's a gift that he gives us freely. You know, you're born again. It's a gift. of um, He gives you this prayer language in tongues. Does everybody know what that is? Have you heard of it? Okay. So um, Acts 2, 4 says, when they were in the upper room, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So it's a gift. It's a free gift. And if you desire it, you can have it. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. My story was, you know, I got saved in Teen Challenge. What time is it? I got saved in Teen Challenge and I wanted it so bad. You know, so every time they'd have prayer for it, I'd go up and I'm like, 
And I'd stand, I'd stand, I don't know how many times I got prayed for it, but I'd stand up there with my mouth clenched because I was expecting Holy Spirit to grab my tongue, you know, and that's not the way it works. It's a, it's a faith thing and you have to open your mouth and Holy Spirit fills it. So I just encourage you if it's, you don't even have to have anybody pray for you. I got it at home by myself, just worshiping the Lord. I'd ask the Lord for it and I'm just sitting in the corner in a room and I'm just worshiping and then he filled my mouth. It's as easy as that. It's very simple, you know, but you do have to open your mouth. So anyways, so let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for the revelation of this gift that you've given us, this anointing, your oil, your oil, Father, the oil of the Holy Spirit. Teach us. Teach us how to increase that gift of the anointing in our lives. That we would walk in the spirit, that we would live in the spirit. That we would release that gift that you've placed inside of us. That we would walk in victory, that we would lean in, that we would lean in to the anointing. I just ask you to come, Holy Spirit. Right now, I'm release that oil on our hearts. If anyone needs healing tonight, that that healing oil would flow. <laughs>